And the winner is... Arctic Monkeys! That subscriber content, eh? That subscriber content, it just won't go away. It might hibernate from time to time and sink back into the swamp. I think the cyclical nature of the universe in which it exists demands it adheres to some of its rules. But it's always waiting there, just around the corner, ready to make its way into your ears and smash through the gated payment system. Sounding better than ever. And there's nothing you can do about it. Benefits such as getting ad-free episodes a week early with pre- and post-show chat relating to the monkeys, Last Shadow Puppets episodes, bonus podcasts, watch-alongs, plus helping us improve our sound with better equipment and services. Yeah, this podcast seems like it's fading away sometimes, but with subscribers, it will never die. Thank you very much for listening. We do truly appreciate it. Don't take that the wrong way. Uh, yeah, we'll invoice you for the subscription if we need to. We're Arctic Monkeys, this is Don't Believe the Art. That rock and roll, eh? Ladies! That sound means it's the end of the game. Time for the bonus question. Cheers, dude. That man just yawned. What do you call it, though? Don't Believe the Art. Hello and welcome to Don't Believe the Hype, the weekly Arctic Monkeys podcast that's once again reaching the end of an era, ladies and gentlemen. More on that later. But every week we take a chronological look back at the band's discography, chatting about each track individually, and today marks a major milestone, which we'll get on to. With me, Nick Lee, hello. And just because he had a couple of cans, he thinks it's all right to act like a knobhead. Well, I don't think you're a knobhead. You were a delight for Series 1. You were a delight for Series 1.5, and my God, you've been here for Series 2 as well. It's Dan Holt. Hello, Dan. Hi, and I might not even be here for Series 3. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I better have been. We've got at least two yeah. new jingles. <laughs> yes, I am um, very well. And, you know, a little bit sad. Well, a little bit sad because it's the last... It's not, it's not the last episode of the series, but it's the last, the last song, isn't it? Of this yes. era, again, we're going to continue to to milk at the uh, the flaccid teat of uh, the favorite worst nightmare era until at least Christmas, so aren't we? Yeah, uh, purely because we think it'd be nice to do some some cool um, things now that we have two eras. Because this feels like the end of an era, the end of two eras. Like, does that make sense? I know it is the end of two, but like the end of. of it's two... going to be the same now. Yeah, because it's um, it's yeah, we're gonna do the bonus ones and purely because we don't want to. Oh, I don't want to. It, f- it felt weird to start a new one in like, because if we'd have done the bonus ones, this this one will be going out what like first week of October. It seemed weird to have like a month off and start humbug in November as well. So I don't know people are thinking why is that weird, and I I, don't, I couldn't tell you. But to me, if I'm gonna start a new era. I want it to be. I don't know, fresh at some point. It feels like when there's only two months of the year left, where we'd have to break for Christmas anyway. Seems silly to do it, you know what I mean? It needs to be a complete set and a complete run for me. So it's purely because of Christmas being there, actually, to be honest. So um, it's a good time to to have a little few weeks off in December and uh, come back first week of Jan when you're in your January January blues um, to uh, to come back and and crack on with humbug. What more you got? Chris, uh, think about that on on the night before we have to go back, like January first, when you're all thinking, oh, I've got to get up and go to the office in the morning. Oh God, Christmas is over. You go, hang on. The lads have dropped. Crying lightning. 
Oh, no, it'll be my first. It'll be the first track on the album or everything. Oh, we're doing them in order now, okay. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll drop my propeller and you'll be like, oh, good, that, that's something to listen to on the commute. That cheer me up, that. Yeah, or make you feel worse. I don't know. Depends. Either Depends way. Either, either way. way. Um, but yeah, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to do a run of like seven bonus episodes, have a couple of weeks off for Christmas, and then come storming back with the desert, bringing the desert to you in the depths of winter. Yeah, maybe we'll go and do a little desert photo shoot. About. Unlikely, but yes. <laughs> well, at the very least, we'll I'll go just... to we'll go find a sand pit somewhere in a pub, in a pub. I'll just play area. I'll, I'll add it to my I'll add it to my list of grand creative things that never get realised. Shall we just put? No, no. It'd be funny. We we pop on a couple of leather jackets and we go out. We go out to like a pub play area where they have one of those sand pits, and we just stand <laughs> really, really cool in the. We're doing that. That's happening. That would be fantastic, actually. Um, it's only budget. That, it's budget that was holding me back, to be honest, mate. And there'll be no kids oh. in them because it's winter as well. So I'll pay. I'll pay. We'll find one. We'll find a pub that has one, and then we'll just go there. There must be a million around here that has a little. Can we find um, one with a child in so I can kick it out, please? <laughs> didn't know where that was going there for a second. Yes, yeah, <laughs> no, sure. no, you didn't. <laughs> Heart was in my mouth. <laughs> Um, anyway, if you if yeah. you've inexplicably enjoyed that bit of weird chat there, but also more importantly, enjoyed the shows we've been putting together for you, then go in the episode description, find all our links, like, rate, subscribe, review, and read about our other project that's out now as well. Another, tra another trailer podcast. in the middle of this, but yeah, um, do go and listen to Liquor and Lyrics Pod because we'd like you to. Um, it's, it's, it's this sort of thing, isn't it? But not this sort of thing, but but um, shorter, more comedic, and just taking the piss out of bad lyrics really isn't it that's or at least oh not even bad lyrics questionable bad yeah it's a mixture mixture of things um but yeah but that's not what we're here to talk about tonight tonight we're here to talk about a tune which is a short song and you may think we don't have a lot to talk about but i think lyrically there's a there's a conversation to be had certainly because this is i mean we'll, we'll talk about it more when we get into it but this is the kind of perfect song to be doing isn't it as, as we see out this this era for, for two reasons that i'll get into in a bit but um i think it's yeah it's it's just a, a carry on from last week really isn't it in terms of the sound but but yeah. but we're very much easing into josh holmes there all we? the way through through last week and through this week's track all through listening to him i've just all that's been going on in my head is oh pretty visitors has entered the chat so it's it's all we're all we're all going very pretty visitors very early and I'm all for it. Well, I'm really intre I'm really like as I say that the whole reason I set this up was for really for post favorite worst nightmare onwards. Not to say that I don't like the old stuff and the first album was was great and we'll sum up our feelings about this album next week. But I the first album doing the first album was great and then I don't know the next the the, the future just seems fucking exciting and fucking juicy doesn't it like now that we're getting onto it like that's this is where the real the real podcasting begins i'd say the real oh, yeah. thank fuck um but <laughs> the real kind of discussions <laughs> begin i suppose in terms of you know there's going to be a lot more interpretation there's going to be a lot more perhaps um d disagreements you know there's only yeah. been like two so far and uh and also a lot more musically to talk about as well so yeah exciting stuff ahead but before we get to that should we have a listen to now as i'm assuming we're getting first track and we're getting live to see us out we're getting live and full track tonight it's all happening right 
let's have one final visit to oh, yeah. a, little, well, no, a, little, just... a little place, <laughs> a little place on the one nine two bus route called it's the not... Apollo. Up in <laughs> well, it's not. It's not because for subscribers that we're going to be doing a full live watch of the Apollo very soon to sum up these two areas as well. Oh, so, yeah. so yeah. But uh, yeah, if you do want to get in on that, subscribers, we, we you know pre-show charts about music and music lists today, best soundtracks. And we're doing a live watch of Submarine tomorrow night that'll be going out next week. And we're going to do a live watch at Live of the Apollo at some time in the future, which which I don't know whether we, I feel like that one should be in should be more in person, but we'll see if we can arrange that, which we probably can. Um, but we'll see. Um although it is my birthday next week, so I will almost definitely be forcing everyone to watch Live of the Apollo. Not forcing you, <laughs> but, <laughs> um I will, it's my birthday, I get to put on what I want. No one can say anything. Because <laughs> last year I couldn't, because there was people there that didn't like Artie Monkeys, which was annoying. Um but yeah, so Live of the Apollo and watch, but then we'll be watching it again. Um so yeah, should we should we go to ooh, and this is a great live version as well. What oh, what a one to see out the era. This is great, this live, full track, great tune live. Let's get on the 192, Dan. Just make sure you've got all your belongings. Keep your jacket, keep everything zipped up. Just don't don't get your phone out or anything. Just step o- step over the man shooting up on the on the stairs. Let's. I want to smoke. We're going upstairs. You're here, you're here though. We don't have to worry about that. It <laughs> <laughs> oh, started. It started. Let's, let's his, get to moving his bag. Moving his bag for women to sit down at 4 a.m. Not suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> I never understand why people throw great shoes like that. And with the scowl in his pocket and a smile on his face, he followed with obedience and fell in the nettles, fell in the nettles, fell in the nettles. Great stuff, that. I could listen to that again. I love that bit. Yeah, yeah, because you know what? With some of them recently, if I'm honest, when I'm playing the clip, I'm kind of like just, you know, checking my notes or doing the phone. But it's been a while since I've been captivated by the... But a lot of them have just been playing the song, obviously. We haven't had live ones, but but um, that one, yeah. Well, just, Whole way through, quoted it. Quoting it, quoting the kind of shoes bit and everything. I don't understand why people throw great shoes like that. And decided definitely cracking that on next week. Um, but yes, what a tune, what a tune. 
things to discuss. Much to discuss. Too much to discuss, discuss over a bucket of balls. Too much to discuss. Should we do some information on it? Thanks, mate. Yeah, it's less, <laughs> please. By all fucking means. The information action ratio ain't that the place to go. The Nettles is one minute and 44 seconds long, and it has 7.2 million streams on Spotify, making it the most streamed B-side on this single release. So a fan favorite B-side, it would seem. Um, certainly more so than the cover and the instrumental, which is understandable, but I think quite high compared to some of the others on this era as well. It is 111 beats per minute and is in the key of B. Other key tracks in B are, remember last season when I said I wouldn't have much reason to bang on about my promiscuous past this series? Well, I can't help it if the material brought it all up repeatedly and I haven't stopped going on about it. But hey, didn't you all make mistakes when you were young by the killers? I was a hormone-filled young man and I couldn't always just jerk it out by Caesars, especially when a girl asked me to get down You're the One That I Want by Backstreet Boys as she cries your name by Beth Orton. But if you don't know me by now by Simply Red, then I don't... <laughs> Then I don't want to leave you with a wrong impression by Natalie Imbruglia, as deep down all I wanted was a certain romance by the Arctic Monkeys. Yeah, yeah. Proud of yourself. Are you happy with that? I'm happy yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. It was on a nice note, wasn't it? It was, it was romantic at the end and quoting Arctic Monkeys. I'm quite happy with that. I didn't really, it's hard to roast you. I realised what am I going to roast myself about? I was going to take say, give me something to roast myself about. <laughs> but then I thought, oh yeah, I, I've still managed to bang on about the fact that I used to be a dirty dog. But I think Humbug though, Imagine, imagine you texting me though. Imagine you texting me saying, "Nick, give me, give me something to roast myself about," and I just replied saying everything about how you are as a person. That would be <laughs> awkward, wouldn't it? Like Michael, I can't take it. Like Michael in the office, <laughs> just <stole that>. <laughs> <laughs> quit the pod. <laughs> Go up and feed, feed the ducks in a big coat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm that fragile. Um, no, no, but yeah, but uh, hopefully Humbug won't give me any reasons for it to go. It's not my fault. It's come up a lot on it. To be fair, with some of the lyrics, I wasn't expecting it to. But when you got like these for dangerous, Barclava, it's their fault. Yeah, fault but Humbug, I don't think so. I don't think so for the most part. No, no. suck so it and see. I don't think so. Actually, it's more lovey, isn't it? It's more. It'll be more me yeah. being romantic for Suck It and See, and then maybe I am. <laughs> the song has been... <laughs> we'll see what happens. The song has been played live 36 times by the band, higher than I was expecting. Minch, can I have a bag of minstrels? <laughs> the song has been played live 36 times by the band, firstly on September 21st, 2007, at the Marque Theatre, Arizona. Um, Colorado, Arizona? No, don't think so. No, no, it's not, is it? I was going to say because Colorado, they were in Colorado this week. That's all. They're probably in Arizona as well this week, to be fair. But, um, and lastly, I think Arizona is its own state, actually. And Colorado is a different well, state. Arizona close now, aren't they? Is a state, yeah, Arizona is a state. Close though. Color. Uh, no, now, now you've got me. Looking, <laughs> Go you? on, you then. Um, and lastly, oh. it was. Colorado is also a state, so there we go. I'll, I'll get, there's an update on that. Um, yeah, they, yeah, they are quite close. Yeah, I, I mean, so. there's there's a city in Arizona called Colorado City. There you so go. That's confirmation for me that. Um, and so I was right. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's all it's on, isn't it? On the 
in Breaking Bad, where Skylar goes to the point where the four states meet, mm. and she drops, she th- throws a coin to decide where to go to. I'm sure so. Colorado and I think I think, I think that and they do that in The Simpsons as well, perhaps, and that seeked into me, which is why I thought they were they were close. But <laughs> but Adam Monkey's played at that amazing venue, which has now been added to my bucket place of places to go in, so in Colorado, jealous. the Red Rocks. Fuck me, what a place to go and watch a gig. That'd be perfect. Yeah. I think maybe yeah. that should be. Um, now sign up to the sign up to the Patreon and pay for us to next tour go to be <laughs> them there. Yeah, yeah. Play there. Um, lastly, on April twenty second, two thousand and ten, at the Foro Alterno Zapapan, Mexico. So stuck around a while then. Had a good innings during the Humbug tour as well. Yeah, good, good little time that, isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, no, not during the. Yeah, it would have been during the Humbug tour, wouldn't it? Two thousand ten. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, yep. Yeah. Just goes to show. Um, I did want to just do this. IGN <laughs> did a list, but there's just a funny mistake. There's nothing. There's no kind of quiz or anything like that. It, it just really made me laugh. Oh, bollocks. One sec. Let me just, the article didn't stay in my browser. It's not what we, 53 minutes. Just because sometimes when I load a new article, the internet goes funny if it's got loads of ads and shit on it. Oh, yeah. Uh, let me just see what, what was the load up. Ah, <laughs> I remembered why I did it now. Okay, so let me just see if you can spot the mistake here. <clears throat> Ready? This is Digital Spy, renowned internet um, source. The Arctic Monkeys have released a seven-inch vinyl single under a different band name, says reports. Domino Records, the Sheffield band's label, is selling the limited edition record on its website. The record claims to be by a group called Death Ramps and features songs titled Nettles and The Death Camps. (laughs) Just look up two lines. It's there. But such a dark mistake. (laughs) It was just a. I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Hang on!" And the fact that no one's ever corrected that in all the time that that, that article's been live, like fourteen years or longer. They've the gone from like Arctic. They've I mean, gone from Arctic Monkeys to like Joy Division and New Order in terms of names, <laughs> like in the space of like a paragraph. Imagine if the death if the death ramps. That instrument it was called the Death Camps. And you were like, you go down and get the Death Camps. Oh right. Or if you just read the article and didn't look, and you just you just put the vinyl on, and you thought, oh, this is going to be a really like deep song about the uh, the Death Camps. And I imagine really emotional. And then it's just an inch fucking instrumental for three minutes. <laughs> but, but imagine, yeah, imagine the... that was the case. Imagine that was the case, and then you've had to come on here, and then you text me saying we're not going to play it at the start. We're gonna. I'm gonna tell you what I think it's about, and then you have to come on here, style it out, and be like, "Oh well, I think the song actually signifies the train journey up to Auschwitz." So well, let's just I, listen, I, we? I was gonna say there'd be really like artsy, like cunts that would like, "Oh, they've done a song about Defcon's great," so they put it on. You're listening, and it's a mistake, but they're going, "Oh, I can really hear in the instruments that it, the pain. Like it's amazing <laughs> that it, they've just done an instrumental about this. I can really hear the pain of it's like fucking hell but no that that was what an amazing mistake to make never been corrected that never been corrected um, <laughs> probably because everyone that's seen it's just laughed and um, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> love it. so shall we um have some little reels after not having any reviews last week we've got some now have we Enemy the, the, of the, the, not the, fucked the, about this week. Oh, and I, they haven't found some out. stupid loophole to not have this one on there. Like Richard Harley did uh, tapped a symbol on it, so we're not including it in the list. Some <laughs> bullshit.
Well, yes, enemy have put this one in the list at a relatively high place of number 58. So kind of right halfway in this list, pretty much bang halfway. Is this the halfway of Arctic Monkeys? If Arctic Monkeys... If Arctic Monkeys songs of greatness down to to rubbish was a percentage is the nettles at the 50 percent mark of that i'll let you guys be the judge of that i think oh that's yeah that, that's, that's essentially that's essentially what they've done yeah that's essentially what they've said there because there's 119 songs so there will be 120 if they included the deaf which i think they should and a little bit more because they should probably discounted a few others as well but but it would be That'd around be 120 wouldn't it is this the halfway part of quality I would argue. I've never got to interview Alex, and what you're basically saying is, what's the what's the medium Arctic Monkey song? That's the question you're asking, isn't it? And I wouldn't put. I don't think I would put this. Here. I think I would, I reckon this is more a seventy percent song than a sorry a thirty percent. If if zero is worse, that's where I'd love to. If I got to interview like a member of the band or something, I'd be like, right, what's what's your most average song? What's your most medium? I think Richard Herring asked that to David Mitchell on his podcast. Actually, I think he said like, what what's the most, what's the most medium song? No, what's the most average episode of Peep Show? I think this song. It depends I, I, what you're yeah, rating it on, though. Depends what you rate it on because are you saying the most average song, as in like meh? Or are you saying the most average song in terms of like good? Because fifty percent on a list of songs wouldn't be average. An average song wouldn't be fifty percent on that. It would be still a good song. I, I'd say meh was like seventy percent on that list, like oh. so thirty percent. I, I think I think in the seventies, eighties is where the average songs lie. Oh yeah, yeah that, 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 so that's fifty-eight is higher. Used, yeah, that's why I specifically use median instead. Yeah, yeah, so the, the it depends whether you say an average or meh. Yeah, I think it's not a meh song, mm. but it but it also isn't halfway of quality on the Arctic Monkeys list. There's kind of songs I'd put halfway of quality might be like Evil Twin or something, I don't know, as an example. Yeah, might... yeah, I think that's a I think that's a good example actually. Yeah, yeah, I'd have that about halfway up the list. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd have this a little bit long, but we'll find out. We'll be doing our own list. And we can compare it to oh. enemies list when the time comes. Oh, yeah, but that's right. that's a long way off, mate. You don't have to worry about that, mate. <laughs> One of us might, might be start on that. I might start on that now, to be honest. That'll be what killed <laughs> me. But what they had to say about the song at number 58 was, a song that is both equal parts jarring and delightful. There are splinters of excellence here. And Nettles finds Arctic Monkeys hark back to their scrappy pub rock roots as they warp a DIY approach with surging riffs and daft humour while being spurred on by Helder's series of frenetic drum grooves. Good review, that. Well, that's down this week for the last one that they have recently. Um, yeah, I mean, this song... Pretty good. Didn't it? I like I'd, it. I, I think it, I'd have it... Yeah, I was listening to it this week, and it's been the most... I'd say of all the B-side ones, I'm not saying it's my favourite, but I'm saying it's been the most fun because I keep just cracking it back on. Maybe that's because it's short and snappy, but I keep just going, I'll listen to it again. Yeah, same, same. What, one, one minute 50, you know what you're getting, don't you? Yeah, and it's... Um, it's it's. I mean, it's closer to one minute 40 than it is to one minute 50, but yeah, it's um, it's kind of... Yeah, but it's just cool as well. I don't know. I just there's something I've always really liked about it. And it, if I was well, we'll find out as we do our lists. But it'll probably you know rank higher than people might think in that list. I think. I think so. But um, 
This is the dirtiest, heaviest guitar yet, right? Of all the Arts Monkey songs. Until Pretty Visitors, I'd say. Oh no, I, I, I'm discounting Humbug, but um, I mean, I mean, up until this point, with um, you know, potential oh, yeah, ones being yeah, it is, it is still take you home. Everywhere. If you were there, everywhere. Be um, what if you were right first time? If you found this is probably too late. This is the dirtiest, heaviest desert guitar we've had yet, isn't it? Yeah. Um, even more so than last, the deaf ramps, deaf camps, the deaf ramps. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> this, uh, but it is just pure humbug. This song, I think. If, if I think if this, if this song was on the single release for Sketchhead, then you wouldn't bat an eyelid. You wouldn't go, "Oh, is this a song from Fairbanks Nightmare that they've kept over?" I don't think you'd notice the difference. Well, completely, completely. It's just, it's just got a yeah. It's just got a great feel to it. It does give me. Um, I get an even bigger appreciation um, for for that for it instrumentally though. When I was listening to it instrumentally, I was like, "Oh, this is actually pretty good, pretty good riff." If you were to extend this out into a full song with different lyrics, you could have a pretty good rock rock tune on your hands. I'd say, but it is yeah, perfect. they could have done a fair bit more with it. But at the same time, I, I don't. I don't find myself desperately feeling that i need more of it you know what i mean no no it's got a good thing and i think that's i kind of felt like this gave us the impression of what humbug was going to be though i think songs like like this song made me think oh but when when i heard this when we listened to this ep and then a few months later found out that josh Hom was doing their album i was like oh okay they're going in that direction and then as ever they they didn't really because humbug's a bit more slower and stoner and stuff isn't it then <laughs> then <laughs> yes, then yeah. but they they defied my every time i've never been able to guess what they're going to do next to be quite honest with you never like like we, we, keep, it, saying, we keep saying we think they're going to come do like a rock album next like a sort of 70s rock album or something but they won't because we've guessed it so it won't happen so i don't know what they're going to do next. <laughs> yeah. they're either going to do that or do something a bit more like that or, or in that arena or they're just going to go deeper into more like um what people are expecting and stuff but um but then i won't be able to do my little my little posts i've got planned my little salty posts when the next album goes big and i can post going oh, all these arty monkeys fans again everywhere all of a sudden a pair, of, <laughs> yeah. a pair of eyes looking sideways <laughs> Just waiting for that waiting um <laughs> but yeah no i did really love listening to it instrumentally a lot and um yeah it, it is kind of but yeah, it did. I did think when we were watching the live of the Apollo clip, then actually that I bet there was a load of uh, like sort of I don't know chavy people in the crowd there going like, "God, I hope they do, they don't do more songs like this." <laughs> go down this road. <laughs> I do, I do love Helders um, on this one. Just straight out of the gate on this one, fire. going for it on fire, absolutely smashing it. The boy drum fills where there shouldn't be drum fills again. Yes, I'd say the the hell was classic. Just drum fills in the middle of verses for for no apparent reason. Perfect. Um, different kind of Jamie Cook special there. The more Jamie Cook special of the future, you might say. Coming, it's it's like that, like. He's doing little little high pitched rock sounds now, isn't he? On this one, yeah, yeah, than, yeah. yeah. Instead of doing like clean guitar strums int intermittently, 
as he has been doing. He's going to the, the rock version of that, you might say, the Queens of the Stone Age version of that. I do no, wonder I'm if... For it. Do you reckon Josh Rom listened to this one when 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 it was like there's been talks producing them and he was like, oh, I'm going to listen to... Let's listen to some of the B-sides and see what they're like. And yeah, this one I went, oh, yeah. Some yeah, sort of bit. Get these lads out <laughs> to the <laughs> desert. <laughs> <laughs> Give me four young lads out to the desert. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, um, it, it just it's doing the thing here that I love that I reference that I love of the instruments go into the rhythm of the singing. With the guitar, the um. With the ding 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 when was the last time they did it? Well, the cover did it, I think, didn't it? Bad Woman. But I think they did it in another one recently as well, where the guitar riff was, was playing the same as the guitar. But but that continues into the chorus. The chorus? Can you call it a chorus? <laughs> um, just about, yeah. A chorus. Just, to anno- just to annoy No Gallagher, yes, we'll call it a chorus. <laughs> and the second verse, basically the same, really, isn't it? This whole, this whole chunk here from verse to chorus, second verse. Um, but you know what? For, for the second chorus or whatever, just before the the change when it goes into the slow mode, um, which actually I think is an early precursor to potion approach, approaching with the way that it changes into a more slower riff. But um, the, the whole weird time signature thing, which they've mm, carried with them, like even up till now, like you hear it with like stuff like "Hello You" and "Yeah," truck front flip as well. Good, good examples of that. Just mm. messing with weird, messing with time signatures to the point where they can't really play the song live. In the case of those two I've just mentioned, although they were playing "Hello You" on a soundtrack at that Colorado yeah. rocks place, rocks. Yeah. Um, you know what they're going to do? They're going to play it once and then never play it again. That'll be it. Did they, did they play it there in the actual gig? I haven't looked at the set list. No, no, okay. no just not, teasing no. for the soundtrack. Um, maybe they just sort of do it for soundtrack and sit, and then they go, "Nah, it still doesn't work," and then they just just move yeah. on somewhere else. Um, but if it did work, they'd go get in the set. Um, I think they did play it a couple, a couple of the Emirates. Didn't they play at one of the Emirates gigs? Well, no, you got made that up. No, no I'm, I'm thinking of um, Tuvel One Art. I'm thinking of uh, one of the others. Yeah, same for Fingy though. Really much got played a bit. Then it my fa- my second favorite on the album. But, yeah. Oh well. Um, can't have it all, can we? Can't have it all. But the uh yeah but before the change the second guitar like the higher notes one let's say it really reminds me of what the horrors were doing at the time it's very horrors it's, that yeah. like that bit just before it changes and the guitar's doing the high guitar's doing that bit like and i know this would have been recorded with the album and before the tour with miles and the horrors most likely but i don't know i can just hear that i can just hear that kind of horrorsy sound at the time the sound they had then <laughs> Um, which is funny because you know they get booed off for that sound and thrown shit out by the fucking some of the twats that go to the gigs with the Arctic Monkeys play a song like Nettles and <laughs> don't do anything. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, oh, they've turned into mushes. Oh. Um, 
but yeah. Thought <laughs> they were just like us with guitars. They're not. <laughs> I don't want them to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's gone. Oh, fuck off. Go have, go have a dark fruits and shut up. <laughs> um, but yeah, then we completely change it up, don't we? We go into like into a bass and drums led riff. Which actually really reminds me of Bad Woman cover, actually. <laughs> yes, yes, don't get just about to say that. Just about to say exactly that. That's, that's exactly what it reminded me of as well. I love, I love that bass sound. I, I absolutely love the sound he's got on that bass. Oh. It, again, it sounds like that um, Tarantino heroin song, um, but Bullwinkle Part 2, as we discussed in the pre-show chat. Um, but yeah, that. I know we keep, we keep referencing that sound on this EP, but the, the EP does have that kind of feel to it with the bad woman and this this bit as well just that kind of yeah again desert you though desert sound driving through the desert at night again as well is how i kind of the... i love the drums doing that thing where in the middle it sounds like clapping it sounds like when, when the friends theme when people <laughs> clap like is there a clap there or there's the drums the drums just sound like it, right? I don't think there is a clap. I think I think it just sounds no. like it. Yeah, it's just, it's just just matter thing. I, I I was straining listening to the instrumental version and everything, but I don't, I don't think there's any actual hand claps in there. I think it no, it, it's just whatever he's doing sounds like it. But yeah, really cool. Um, very sinister, actually. That. Sinister minister, I'd say. Well, um, um, I tell you what, though, this this bit here, the um, I'd say when the guitar comes in and that kind of like, that guitar is like them, and although it does sound humble at first half of the track, I'd say this change up actually feels more favorite worst nightmare a lot. Because like that, 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 ding, ding, so, uh, ding, 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 ding. It sounds like um, uh, this house is a circus. If you were there, beware the breakdown. It sounds a lot like the breakdown of if you were there, beware the when it goes off into the thing. Like, I don't know, yeah, just that ding, 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 ding. It just sounds like them on this album. It sounds very favorable. So, so it's like it goes humbug and then back into favorite nightmare to seals out, which is nice. Um, but again, yeah. perfect song to, to end it with. Little victory, victory lap. See what always got me though. When he when they do the the strum and the garlic on the video, he just he's always done something I was not expecting on the guitar. So Jamie does like a strum like and Alex kind of he has his little finger or one of his fingers on the bottom string of the guitar, so the E, and then one on the top string of the guitar, and he kind of plucks it. A, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've never seen anyone do that for since, and he just like ding ding like up it like that, and I've never seen. I just think what a strange. It's weird, sound isn't it? To create. Yeah. yeah, it's a strange sound. Yeah. It's like an unexpected, like innovative sound to create. Because it's very much the type thing that that someone who was self-taught would do, isn't it? Well, no, I actually think it's something that he's learned to do because it. Jamie's doing the strum, and that somehow enhances the start of that strum. So as Jamie's going, ring, that goes like ding, rings out as Jamie does the strum. So it, it doubles up the effect. Of oh yeah, the strum. yeah. And I think that maybe some. 
Well, I mean, his, his learning wouldn't have been as regimented, so it'd been so it gives you that that encouragement to step out of the box a bit and do something. Whereas, yeah, you know, oh, no, I reckon, a... I reckon that reckon. was a forty. I reckon that was a forty moment. That I reckon forty. Ford were like, Try this. Yeah, that was a proper classic give forty us, moment. Give us forty in his one man band. <laughs> I reckon forty and cro- forty went. Oh, try this and Crossy went. Yep. Yeah, you tell him forty. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's right. Yep. <laughs> I agree. Where's my coffee, Crotty? <laughs> Man, if you agree. I told you, I told you what, it's the good biscuits. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think it's a cool thing to see him doing it. Because I think he does it when it moves up the guitar as well, and it goes, dim, 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 dim. But yeah, really, really cool bit of figure. Because he doesn't use the plaque anymore, does he? He has abandoned the plaque now, which freaks me oh, out he, when people he, don't use plaques. He's been it bringing really it back a bit. He's been bringing mm. it back a bit because on no. the on body, paint, because... body paint at Glastonbury, he goes and gets one halfway through. Is that because he's, be... he's he's going back to his guitar? It is. It he's, is. He was up, deep deplexed during his need to just have little guitar bits every now and again, but now he's full swing of the guitar. He's got the plectrum back. Hmm. Hmm. So, we shall find out in twenty twenty five, probably towards the end of twenty twenty five. What's happening? Unless they make an album as quick as they used to, like, because if you remember, it used to be we'd only have to wait up until after AM. We only had to wait usually like a year in between, and then there'd be another album out like a few months after that. You know I'm I mean? still, like, I'm still coming down off the euphoria of a summer <laughs> of seeing them. The, the, the uh, car, the car era will have lasted pretty much exactly a year. Yeah, which which, which indicates right, we're getting on with it, and here comes the next album because they, they could easily have stretched this tour out. Yeah, but what I mean by that is. Is 2024 is a write-off, I'd say, in terms of getting any material. 100 percent No, we won't we won't get anything. We won't get anything in 2024, but it's quite it's quite conceivable that work could be going on. Yeah, but what I mean is it used to be that like, okay, tour ends now, 2024, write that off. But then maybe early 2025, like March, April, we'd we'd hear something, new album coming out, and that would come out like June. But I suspect these days it's more gonna be latter end of 2025 before we get anything um and that's that's that feels like a longer time you see that's like two years then isn't it we're edging towards two years a year's for a year and a few months is fine but two years is sad well this is <laughs> luckily this we'll is, be uh, keeping the flame going certainly <laughs> depressed me this has been don't believe the eye we'll be back for a series of pointless wrap-up episodes i just really hope he doesn't they don't go on a break and he does like a shadow puppets one because i'm not ready for that i want one more monkeys album then i'll be ready for miles to, to come back yeah. and stuff I'm not ready miles for them to stop box. they've got to do a trilogy of albums before he goes back to do a shadow puppets album that's that's my hard and fast rule i'm afraid yeah we yeah. don't make the rules alex Technically, no it's not our, it's not we also do. it's not our fault like We've had to wait. We've only got two albums in ten years. It's not really your sorry, three albums in ten years. That's that's not even your fault. You know, AM was huge. You needed a break, and then a pandemic happened. So, but now, come on, we've only had three in ten years. Let's pick it up a bit again. Let's not have another. Right, let's not have three in another ten years. Let's have three in five years, six years. <laughs> Move on, lads. It's company policy. Come on. I do let's wonder as they it. as they get older, though. You know, you probably are going to get a slower burn of albums than you do with young men, don't you? <sighs> And then they'll announce that they're breaking up. All right, mate. But, All right, but, it's a celebratory time. But when they do announce breakup, we can move into the phase of Alex solo albums. <laughs> we can move into that journey of our lives where we go and see Alex at the academy. You know, 
doing his weird solo uh, shit. Right, uh, what right, time to be now. alive? <laughs> Still got stuff to cover. It's not with the those, end yet. With those people sat stood at the Manchester Academy watching Alex age 50 and us like pushing 50 going, oh, do you remember when they, were in, when they first came out? <laughs> then we'll be dead, all of us. Anyway. Um, God, if, we, if, if we get to that point, I'm done. No, that's a good point to be, I think, because we, we've, we've got to meet him then. <laughs> I've, got, I've, got, I've got my little microphones now as well, haven't I? So I can interview him. All right, well, so, you saw that, saw that microphone real, in 20 years, you? 20 years, <laughs> I me. wish. 20 years, I wish. <laughs> um, fucking 20 I might, years. In fact, I might, I might try this for the pod next week. I might, like, flip it on and have it. Don't, it'll, it'll sound like shite. Don't. I know, but it's, it's, just, it's just fun, isn't it? It's just yeah. fun to look like a news reporter. Like, yep. like I'm uh, outside. <laughs> <laughs> like, like outside when, when they drive past with the car with the convicted paedophile in the back you know in the van and pe- all the people off the local council estates are always throwing stuff at the van I, I like that but that's my favourite British sport that is and in this scenario you're the reporter I'm, yes, yes I'm very much the reporter <laughs> it makes a change from the usual scenario um, so <laughs> this this bit um it's cool when he does, yeah. When he does the the smile in his pocket bit, it builds nicely into the stop, doesn't it? Um, very them that, yeah, very them. Um, yes. Held his little scream on the track. Yes. His second noise in a gap in a song so far. The first being. Ah. You, the first being. Oh, it's a bonus, unexpected bonus right now. I thought you were just going to roll off your tongue. No, because no, because I was just thinking as as you were about to say it, I was like, oh yeah, there's another one. And then it's just falling out of my head. And now I'm really upset. Hell, the shots keep falling out my head. This must be like what, what it's like for people with like memory problems and dementia and stuff. Probably so much like worse just, for them. I was just... Well, I was just having, said that, having said that, as I've already said, dealing with you for the past three weeks has been like dealing with... like So it's good preparation for when one of my parents gets dementia or something, I can tell you that. Um, so maybe this is what it's like. <laughs> Except I can't just put you in at home. We've got stuff to do. We can try, mate. <laughs> give, it, give it a go at least. See what happens. You know what you're calling it? Throwing the towel in? For what the other song where Helders shouts from it is? It's, it's really going to annoy me. Go on. Perhaps Vampires is a bit strong. Of course but... it is. Of course it is. Of course it is. Of course it is. Shameful. Oh, I was too... Favorite album. Favorite album. Well, not not for long, probably. You can't say that. It's It's still your favorite album as it stands. Um, You should be ashamed of yourself (laughs) for many things. Oh yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, usually am. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's just like the build-up we just heard. But but like, so it's interesting this because when it comes back in after Helder's scream. The build-up is essentially the same as that bit, but palm muted. So the little build-up yes. is doom, 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 but palm muted, and then the next bit is just it unpalm muted, unpalm muted, unpalm muted. And the unmuted his palms and said to the people, <laughs> "But yeah, I think this is like because it goes on with a smile in his pocket." Yeah, very good. Could you imagine Nick Cave singing this, couldn't you? Them doing it, Nick Cave. It's very... Smile yeah. in his pocket and with a colour in his cheeks. He's got a house in the... <laughs> and he fell in the nettles. Yes, he fell in the nettles. <laughs> oh. I, I was quite <laughs> enjoying that. Nick Cave impression that, wasn't that. it? 
I did enjoy that flight of fancy, and then you got very close to a microphone and it, it, it turned into something <laughs> different. It was a good Nick Cave impression, that. I thought. Yeah, all right. Thanks. Yeah, well Thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is a really... And then it ends, obviously. <laughs> I think this is a really cool one to see it off because it has a lot of humbug elements officially to get us looking forward, but also then a lot of elements of what made them in these first two eras as well. So, so yeah, perfect combination to say goodbye, I'd say. Correct. For this. Correct. I feel like Alex would like that sentence, wouldn't he? Perfect combination to say goodbye. And you gave me the perfect combination to say goodbye. And then it gave a coming. It's the perfect combination. <laughs> <laughs> it's the perfect combination. As, oh, as Elvis, a little perfect combination a, to say you goodbye. I had actual actual chills until Nick Cave and Elvis Presley, the uh, re- reanimated corpse of Elvis Presley walked in. <laughs> I got chills. The multiple anyway. Um, so Alex's voice in this one. Do you think this is kind of similar to the? Fateless Nightmare rap stuff, some of the stuff we've seen. Matt, the temptation, that. that sort of thing. But yeah. a little bit more what he's going to do in humbugging places, like Sketchhead and stuff. It's getting there. You know, it's getting, it's there, getting there. He's slowly getting I noticed as well when I was listening to it that his his voice has a kind of an echo to it. It's a very live... Another reason of the song is it's got a very live feel to it, but but um, it's got that echoey... It's got like an echoey sound to it as well. You could kind of repeat a couple of times if you listen closely back yes but, uh, yeah it's a bit of that yeah yeah very nice very nicely produced mr ford and mr crossy as we as we say goodbye to mr crossy but we don't certainly don't say goodbye to mr ford with this area do we? Um, never can't get rid of him if anything so yeah this <laughs> sue the lyrics the lyrics to this one. Oh, there we go what so, 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 this, this, this is where we know we're getting towards my adult, getting towards humble a mm, little, little bit cryptic. Yeah. It's not cryptic, bit. it's shit. <laughs> it's a good song, this. I like the lyrics, this. No, no, I was, I was, I was quoting Gervais and Pilkington. I, I, I know, but for people that don't know that quote, they'll just think, you got to think about the oh, person yeah, listening to you who, who, who yeah, will just sorry, think you're calling it shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'll, save that like that. For, <laughs> I'll, I'll save that for when we do our 10-year retrospective of old yellow bricks. <laughs> yeah, fucking... <laughs> shit. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so, any any ideas, any thoughts on on this one? So all I could see really is someone who's see. and and it's even even then it's a stretch, but so, someone who's like got in with this, this could be more about Andy than all all the other books is. Can can we impose? It's like some, truly someone's like got a, got a new set of friends and got themselves into trouble, and also mm, the also. I think I think the uh, there's there's the there's a line about him. Um, I'm just I'm just double checking now. Um, said he, he brought his own rope, and then there's a line about clinging to the door frame, which could suggest hanging. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't like that. I've, I've, I've I don't heard like that out there, but I don't like because I don't think clinging to the door frame in the context of the full line means anything to do with that. But and he would say hanging anyway, not clinging. But, Cling, clinging changes it for me. Yeah, but I think we're on the same lines. I think we should have a, a, a rule going forward from this series, and we'll see. Maybe the listeners watch charming with this. I don't think we should be allowed. I don't think we should not not as a rule to or allowed, but 
to go on anywhere. I'm going to try and not go anywhere and see what other people's thoughts on the songs are until we're doing the show. And perhaps we have a look while we're, we're recording because I'd like to just for us to both have a go at what we think it is and then look what other people think and go, oh, okay, now that we're getting into the more interpretive stage, maybe just go in with our own thoughts on it and that might that's differ exactly from each what, other, but then also... That's what I do already. That's, that's, that's what I've always done. Jo- yeah, but I, mean, but I mean, as you... I mean, sometimes when you when you get when you copy and paste them, somewhere, I'll see some. I'm going to try and avoid doing that, and it doesn't change my opinion on it because you know, uh, famously, as you know, I'm not the type of person that has their opinion changed easily. I'm a stubborn cunt, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I I just see stuff and I go okay. But I'm going to try and avoid going on any website where there might be a little hint. And I'm going to just type. Well, I'm going to use the actual vinyl sleeves from going on for the lyrics forward so we get the exact ones because they weren't on favorite was nightmare but i'm pretty sure they're going to be on the others in fact i know they're on the others um so i'm going to use them but but yeah i think this is about somebody getting taken in by a group or falling yeah. in with a bad crowd and like you said kind of like but like falling in with that bad crowd is like falling into a bunch of nettles i mean that's the comparison and but one thing to ponder as we go is, and, and one thing I used to think a little bit, and perhaps backed up by the man himself, does that wrong crowd make him a coke addict? Is the question. There's a couple of lines. And Alex may have told us that, to be honest, in, at Live at the Apollo when he shouts. The live version, correct. And Thank that, you. Oh, because, I'm, we're back so it, on the same page here. Back in the day before I really thought about it, I just used to think maybe he's on coke and he shouted it just to be cool or whatever. But but Same. as I've gotten and read it more, I think he has no real reason to shout that. And I don't think mm. he has coked off his head during over <laughs> the Apollo. Like, you know, he might have had a kiss. You know, who hasn't? After people from yeah. Cardwell, Manchester. Miles um, was there. Not <laughs> yeah, it's an excellent point. <laughs> if you don't have one money off, is it? He'll just put it in your drink anyway. So you might as well. Iowadi. <laughs> Renowned cocaine. My, 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 Miles always reminds me of that 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 sketching um sketching family guy with Sean Connery and Sean Connery like this this woman's having none of Connery. And it's like here that here that men six no's and a yes means yes. And I imagine that's just what it's like with Miles. Actually, remind me in the post show chat to to discuss that video I sent you before of Miles trying on the different coats there's a couple of things i want to say but if that teases you into the post show chat if you're not a subscriber <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> three pound if you don't want the uh last shadow puppet stuff but then what good stuff watch along pre-show chats pre-show chats have been an hour recently while we've talked about our favorite stuff um yeah. musical stuff had good musical chats so yeah well worth it, I'd say. Well worth it. We've had a we had a flurry recently. Um, but does yeah, does that wrong crowd make him a coke addict? Um, but as we go through it, let's see. Let's see. Um he sank into their calculations. So is that like bought into them? Or like he fell into what they manipulated him to do? Because if you're a calculated person, if you're the wrong crowd and you perhaps manipulate someone into joining your group and doing your bidding because i do think it's about someone who's been caught at a low point being dragged into a bad crowd of perhaps drug takers and being taken well, in by ex- them. exactly so, so i think by sank into their calculations i see that as entered their thinking 
Like, yeah, they, they, they've thought, and, and the, the next line kind of confirms it. Look for the boy who's hanging his head low. More trophies. That, that's ideas. Well, that's not the next. That's, that's not the next line, is it? Verse one. It is. Yeah. Is it? Sank into their calculations and snorted on a stench of their arithmetic. Yeah, you've Look quite quite a few lines out there. Because you go, you've got two lines out. <laughs> I've got things no, to say on no, those no. lines before you get there. Uh, yeah, no, we were talking. The, yeah, yeah. And then I was saying, sank into their calculations. Yeah, yeah. But then the next line after that, though, I goes along with what I was saying about they were looking for someone. Hmm. someone then, alone and solitary but then if they are looking involved. for someone that's alone and solitary then they would did it calculated as well though so it could be a double meaning the calculations yes, yeah, didn't exactly. get into their way of thinking but oh, they were calculated so the actual next line is and snorted on the stench um so like got high off like their appeal like they're like it's like their alluring aroma when you say someone gets high off someone else's aroma but really it's a stench because they're bad people perhaps is what Alex yes. is saying there and snorted obviously is the first hint of potential drug referencing oh here we go i love i love how you you missed one drug reference in fate of san francisco and now you're finding him everywhere well <laughs> the bakery no, was the bakery was for laughs but this is the better than <laughs> although i would say i started out the bakery as a joke but as the episode went further on there was more That's and more silly, evidence it? It, it, got, it started to started to really believe it by the end of it um and when i found out miles <laughs> co-wrote it then you know what can you say um but it's not um yeah so potential reference over the snorting you know you don't put snorting into a song without thinking of the connotations of the word snorting do you and also the fact that he shouts louder, louder, marching powder at the gig is quite a big hint, really. Um, you know, because he could have shouted out during any song as well, but he, he chose chose this yeah. one. Hey, that was calculated, I'd say, that he shouted out during this one. It didn't feel like an off-the-cuff thing to shout, did it? It felt like he'd already known he was going to shout it before he, sh- before he did yeah, it, do yeah. you know what I mean? As I reckon a lot cool. of his things are, yeah. Um, you know, he doesn't change it to Goblet on a whim, I'd say. Based off Nick O'Malley's <laughs> reaction, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> fantastic. Um, yeah, definitely watching that on my birthday. Um, or the arithmetic. So, arithmetic there is similar to the calculation line, really, isn't it? But uh, the plans, their workings, the plans, calculations. Yeah, I think, I think that's probably right. However, <laughs> this might be tenuous. Could be a drug reference to like the. The mathematics of drugs, you know, you weigh it out, grams, lines. I am weighing. Ar- arithmetic is a, a arithmetic is a you know a sum. There's a lot of arithmetic that goes into drug dealing. In my opinion, if these are drug dealers to get people in, there you go. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's a mathematics game in drug dealing. You know, you can't be mucking up your measurements, can you? Um, it's this week it's drugs with Dan. Next week it's drink with Nick. <laughs> oh, drugs with Dan. How in depth? Oh, they have to measure things to make <laughs> when they sell drugs. <laughs> oh, he's a crackhead, him. <laughs> how, how, do you, how do you know so much about the drug trade? <laughs> no, no, no one mentioned crack, Dan. No one mentioned crack. <laughs> no, I mean it's hardly like like, sort of sells, like if I was to go to oh yeah they measure out drugs, don't they? How do you know so much about the drug trade? But dodgy him. <laughs> you might. I might have to ask me ask me dad. I think. What if I'm a if I'm a drug addict? Yeah. If, if, yeah. <laughs> or if it'll he say, is, it'll say save him getting annoyed from the non-existent trans people who want to use his toilet. So, <sighs> oh, so but look for the boy who was hanging his head low. Although I agree, looking for an easy person to manipulate someone who's head low, someone who's down, 
But also, also Nick, you have your head down low when you're sniffing cocaine, Nick. You have your head down low, don't you? Well, Fam- you? famously, we, will, we wouldn't know, but you do have your head down low when you're sniffing. Apparently so. Apparently so. They tell me. I've seen in films. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, no, I'm um, <laughs> well, they, they bloody love it. That, that guy, that guy in Scarface, he he bloody loved Sherbert, didn't he? He what, had all Scarface. That guy Scarface in Scarface. That guy Scarface in Scarface. Jaws the shark in Jaws. Um, yeah, he loved Sherbert, but he was rubbish at eating it. Rubbish, <laughs> rubbish at eating dip dabs. Scarface. <laughs> You just reminded me, I, I like Elizabeth Banks, but I saw a video today of her making a right tit of herself at some women's speech and, and they're honouring um, Steven's... Like, they're talking about Steven Spielberg films on it and she says, the thing is, they're great, great director, obviously, but never had a woman lead in any of his films and everyone's like, oh, And she's like, you know, just saying, just saying, like she's making a point. And then someone shouts out, Whoopi Goldberg in The Colour of Purple. And she goes, oh, yeah, that, that's right, yeah. <laughs> she just looks like yeah. a right tit. <laughs> trying to make a point where you failed. I mean, one's oh, still yeah. not great, but you know, I just think like, are you going to really have a go in for that? Like, come on, <laughs> the man alone. Just trying to ruin everyone just because they haven't put like, you know, a woman in the lead of every film. I admit it should be more diverse and Tarantino has been quite good for that, but you know, I don't think they were right. I don't think blame the screenwriters in the sixties and the seventies. Really, you probably weren't writing many scripts with female leads. I would imagine. <laughs> to be quite honest with you, you know. Imagine, so, yeah. imagine, imagine Tarantino had done uh, Schindler's List. Have you seen a seen a lot of Jewish feet in that film? <laughs> <laughs> well, in Glorious Bastards, in a way. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, so so yeah, head down could quite easily be a, a drug reference there, but. Um, I don't think I have really much this. More trophies than ideas to follow their pretense. So obviously following their pretense is, you know, following their, their minute again, alludes to them being manipulative and stuff, but more trophies than ideas. Quite sure. Yeah. What... yeah just to, just to get him on board, you know, this, the, the whole idea that's been sold to him of, you know, being in a gang or whatever, or whatever it is. It's more upfront success than trophies. It's more, it's more like just, enticing things rather than having any mm. substance behind them perhaps yeah yeah. Ideas, yeah yeah that's it yeah i can see that i can see that um and then afterwards those spiky whispers said he bought his own rope and skipped the bits they loathed so is that like you know like say they, they get say they're a crowd and they get him in let's just say that they get him hooked on drugs and then his life goes a bit down the shitter and then they kind of like bin him off, but they, is it like they'd say in like spiky whispers? They'd be like, "He made his own bed, he bought his own yeah, rope, that's, hang himself with." That's, that's, that's how yeah. I see the rope line. Yeah, not that he's actually hanging yeah. himself, but like they yeah, say, same, he, yeah. he bought his own. Like it's a way of saying he made his own bed by saying he bought his own rope to hang himself. Because people say you, you're hanging yourself with your own rope or whatever when you, yeah, yeah. you know, that, that phrase. So he bought his own rope to hang himself type thing. Um, but then they skip the parts of the story that they don't like. So they'll they'll say like, oh yeah, he made his own bed, but then they'll skip the bits that they don't like that they yeah. loathed, not not pointing out their own um, culpability in his predicament. Yes. Let's say, um, although Nick, you know, um, yeah, somebody might say that he's got somebody into drugs, like he knew what he was getting into, but but the rope, the word skip, is it skipping? Is he referencing skipping because of the rope? 
That's in drugs. <laughs> Skipping ropes are white lines usually, aren't they, Nick? Oh, God. <laughs> In a long week if this one is about coke use which i think it probably is in parts or at least about people um getting people on it and getting them hooked or whatever mm. falling in with a bad crowd then that woodland that, that means he did have cocaine references on the the brain when he did the b-sides so you know the bakery could could still be on could still be on no but when i say skipping i mean like is there some kind of reference to skipping like you know because he sometimes likes to throw in these kind of child um, uh, games and childlike stuff in there, doesn't he? Like he does it a lot in Crying Lightning, and and he does it. In, say, yeah, so yeah, he, he does do it for an adolescent and stuff. So he does do that. Um, Letraset as well in uh, Cornerstone. Mm. So he does he does like to do that. So yeah, um, potentially some kind of reference to. But I was trying to think like how would skipping be a metaphor for falling in with a bad crowd or being a drug addict, and I couldn't quite bridge that gap unfortunately in my yeah. head of that reference like i was just thinking like something to do with the i went down many an avenue thinking about it to be honest mate <laughs> many an avenue. i was thinking of all the different things that, that the kids sing while you're doing the skipping and going oh is one of them some kind of like drug thing but yeah couldn't do it couldn't make it work <laughs> uh round peg small round, round peg square holes um but yeah didn't scramble to find a dock leaf to capture back our hope to advise his mind had closed he lost all of his footholds so that's like when he when he was in the thick of it with them in the nettles he didn't scramble for a way out didn't realize his mistake yeah, so like a... A, a dock leaf would counteract a nettles yeah. Pain. And it's usually mm -hmm. right next to the nettles as well. Nice yeah, so, so, so there was a way out, but he didn't take it in the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then he didn't try and get out because his mind had closed to the advice. And then he he was stuck. He'd lost a foothold, which is like a, a way out, I guess, isn't it? You say you lose, someone's not got a foothold. He'd lost all of his ways out. And he's trapped, yeah. Whether that be because he's in with this bad crowd or whether it's because he's a drug addict now, or whether it's both. Although he does, it does kind of sound like the the the, the bad crowd abandoned him by the sounds of it. Um, verse before, and now he's there. So, and then with a scowl in his pocket and a smile on his face, he followed with obedience and fell in the nettles. Fell in the nettles. Fell in the nettles. Mm. So, a scowl in his pocket and a smile on his face would insinuate to me that he's not happy or annoyed on the mm. inside. But smiling on the outside with a pretense, because yes, if you have a exactly scowl in your pocket, there it's like it's like saying you know he's yeah it's basically him, yeah basically saying he's, he's hiding his uh, great metaphor for that like he's got oh, a smile he's got a smile in his pocket he likes his pocket bro. metaphors doesn't he Alex yes, he, like, he likes yeah. insinuate people having things hidden in their pocket um, <laughs> and then yeah he followed with obedience for the net also like so he's so he's annoyed on the inside but smiling on the outside but he followed them anyway. He followed with obedience, even though he was unhappy. So, idiot, idiot, um, idiot, got it coming. And then we go into the breakdown. Obviously, he was a toothpick. Think about that. We're getting weird now, aren't we? There's bits of the next lines. See, the only well, yeah. way I can see toothpick fitting is with the garlic in the because it's all uh, vampire references. Um, you mean an ice pick? 
it's it's well no uh, so toothpick. If you had two toothpicks in the cross, that'd see a vampire off. You think that's it? I, I, well, that's, well, a, no, that's an it, obscure, it, strange. But, but with the, with the gar, with, it's with the garlic, isn't it? Well, a toothpick could also well, be seen as a, ste- a steak. It's also a steak, isn't it? Oh, it's a very guess. tiny steak, but it's a steak. I've, ne- so I've, so I've never the, put the garlic. I've never put the, the the vampire thing to it. I've always thought he was a toothpick. Was more like he was a toothpick to them. Like he was he was disposable. You know, when you have a toothpick, uh, yeah. you pick your teeth with it and throw it away. It's it's unimportant. You use it and then you bin it. That's how I've always so, seen honest, that. that, line. that that's why I've always thought. It's only looking at it again today with the garlic and the cinder line after it. Does cinder apply to, to vampires? I don't know. I don't know me vampire mythology, yeah. unfortunately. Well, it's, it's, cinder is, you know... Fire you, shit. Like, it's, well, it's a, it's a cold. Left after a fire. Yeah, cold yeah thing, it's yeah. still hot, but it's not a flame. Yeah, it's like the the burning embers that are left. It's like running on hot coal, really, isn't it? On a path, if it was yeah, on a yeah. path, you'd have to run on hot coal to get there. I don't. So is that a thing a, a in vamp- vampire? A, 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 I don't know. In vampire lore, I don't know. Is it? Is it like are they put off by fire? If you set a if you set a vampire alight, would it fuck it up? I'll, I'll, I'm going to rewatch um, what we do in the shadows. And let Sunlight, you know. isn't it? I don't. I don't know really. To be honest with you, I'd always like for. I don't know what the garlic is referenced to. I'm, I'm at a loss as to what the garlic. So you could be right with the vampire thing, but I think I think the toothpick as a. If the toothpick is a steak, and the garlic is a, and somehow cinder is a is also a vampire reference, then what would he be saying that that? Because essentially, what he'd be saying is the. The thing so, to stop the vampire has failed, and he's become a vampire. He's become a vampire. He's like a like a gaunt. Drug so addict, if you've got essentially, if you've got the the cinder on the path, like the vampire's going to step on it, it's going to burn them because it's still burning embers that are left over from a fire. So if if all those things are toothpick, the garlic, and the cinder upon the path, these are precautions that were made, basically, and they failed to do anything, failed to blunt or hinder the slow collapse, clean to off him, he's trapped. So that's why I think. I, I, I think I, yeah, I think I think I think somewhere precautions have been made. That there was a chance for an escape, as was has been alluded to in a previous verse. There was a chance for escape, and it wasn't taken. Yeah, chance, if you if you want to if you want to allude to a drug addict being uh, that of similar of a vampire in look, perhaps, mm. although not immortal, famously. Um, no, no. <laughs> Talk to Keith Richards. Usually, <laughs> yeah, true. Um, but yeah, I yeah, no, it's potential. It potentially could be right. Um, who knows, really, what what the fuck he's talking about? But yeah, I suppose there's that. It's a vampire. I mean, both things mean the same, really. My um, my interpretation of a toothpick being disposable. He's disposable to them. I don't know. I can't fit the garlic in, so that's why you could be right. I really don't know how garlic and cinder on the path would would be a thing. But let's just say it was just. Or maybe it's just the fact that if you I don't know if you stood on hot coal on a cinder and it burnt your feet, and then you had to stand on garlic. Would that would that sting? Would that make it even more painful? I don't know. So that the water, let's just say the warnings on the path failed to make blunt or hinder the slow collapse. Um, so that's so yeah, like you say, that's like even with the warnings, he still quickly headed down a destructive path and became a drug addict. Perhaps either either way, um, but yeah, no, it could quite easily be that the garlic is really what I'd say more than the others lends itself to the. Um, vampire stuff, doesn't it? Really, because when you see garlic, you you kind of yeah, famously associated with vampires and the French. I'm just going to beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> I know um, which one I'd rather have sex with. 
<laughs> Vampire. <laughs> um, no, no, the, the, the French are famously good lovers, aren't they? It's all they fucking go on about. Uh, the men. Yeah, but I suppose if you're really <laughs> that good at it, you wouldn't need to go on about it. That's why I don't go on about how good I am. Because yes, you don't need to. <laughs> yes, yes, that's why. Um, clinging very, very to... accomplished. Very I mean, I don't trust anyone that, that goes on about it. Accomplished, perhaps. Um, and clinging... I know, I know, I know both of the major positions. I'm fine. Good to know. <sighs> Wish I wanted to put a stake through my heart. Clinging <laughs> to the doorframe, he was dragged off to a reminder of where he had been. So, yeah, for me, the clinging to the doorframe being dragged is is more him being dragged deeper and deeper. Like, even when he tries to clip, quit he's clipped <laughs> you got the sex on my mind now try to quit he's, he's clinging onto the the door frame like maybe an, an addiction does that to you maybe even though you want out it's dragging you back in and yeah i'd say that that's more what he's saying than any kind of hanging themselves reference because i just don't think you'd word it as clinging to the door frame would you if no, you're gonna hang no. yourself no. no no i don't think there's no. any real suicide references in here really um but yeah, yeah. But then reminder of where he had been. I'm not quite sure how that passes with the idea that he's been dragged off. I guess it's not, as he's getting out of the addiction, he's been dragged into where he had been. A reminder of where he'd been in the depths of the the uh, drug addiction. Um, with a smile in his pocket and a scowl on his face, he had nowhere to flee. So he sat content in the nettles. He flips it. It's no longer a scowl in his pocket and a smile on his face. It's a smile in his pocket. And a scowl on his face. Ooh, clever boy. Clever boy, Alex, isn't he? Clever boy. Um, so now instead of hiding his misery, he's openly miserable. But then if he's open, if, if before the scowl was hidden and he was smiling, and now the the smile's hidden, would that insinuate that he's miserable on the outside, but he's masking his happiness on the inside? Yeah, or maybe he just got to a stage where he doesn't give a fuck and he, he just wants this whole situation to end one way or another, think, by, hook, what, by hook or by croup. Like maybe if you give into an addiction, you you just like happy to sit in it. Because he does say, and he had nowhere to flee, so sat content in the nettles. Yeah. Content so implies he's no... Yeah, a lot of people do that once they succumb to this, and don't they? They're just like, well, you know, I, I'll just be, I'm always happy when I'm on the drugs, so I'll just stay on the drugs. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yes, that content in there. Um, you had nowhere to flee. So, he was basically about someone being dragged in, potentially being dragged in by a bad crowd. It's either somebody being dragged in by a bad crowd, doing bad things, then being sort of fucked off by them, but or like being quite content to stay in that lifestyle. Or it's that, but also with the drug idea. I think it's. I think I'm more convinced on the drug idea now. It makes more sense that a group take you in, get you on the drugs, then turn the back on you as you become an addict, and then you you're trying to get out, but you can't, and then you just give up and just accept the addiction. Yeah, it definitely. And sink into it. it. Yeah, I think so, and I think that's why you just shout that. Um, he shouts that out of the gig as a as a reference to what the song's about. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah, Do you I think, think so people, well. international people wouldn't? Does, what is where's that reference come from? Is it louder, louder, marching powder? Like that's a very so, um, yeah, English thing, isn't it? Or oh, northern thing. Even. Marching powder is a very English term for cocaine. Yeah, Col Colombian marching powder. Mm, yeah, yeah. We probably should have said that, shouldn't we? <laughs> that's why we think he said. Well, it, yeah. I, thought, I thought it was implied. Well, I didn't know whether it was just an English thing or whether because it, it's like Colombia marching powder, whether it's something they say elsewhere as well. Um, 
there's yeah, a, no, there's a half man. As there always is with these things about certain subjects, there's a half man, half biscuit lyric where it's um, what what made Columbia famous has made a prick out of you, which I think is very very good. I like that. I like okay. I like you. I like little little drug euphemisms like um. Mm. Yeah, what 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 made Columbia famous? Columbia marching powder. And it, there's a few in Only Fools and Horses where Rodney's been caught smoking weed, and Dell will be calling it like your yeah, your exotic tobacco, your yeah, Moroccan woodbines. Yeah, <laughs> I love little I love little uh, nonsensical drug references. Oh, we never we didn't consider this, but a nettle looks a bit like a weed leaf, doesn't it? It, but I don't, but, well, I don't, loads of them, yeah. but I don't think you could. Uh, Nobody really gets like hooked on weed to the point where it destroys their life, and you'd be in nah. no, misery. No, it doesn't work out, does it? Um, which is why it should be legal here and it is elsewhere. Um, yeah, move on, but, but yeah, okay, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's um, yeah, I think that's pretty much what it's about. And he does give that reference to kind of back that up. I'd say the man himself makes that, that reference there, and you could say. You could say, would we think it was? Would would we have interpreted the drug references if he didn't say that live? Is the question, I guess. But then that's kind of irrelevant, I guess, because if he intended it and then he did that live to hint at it, then you know, it's irrelevant, really. But but I I think yeah, there's a good little taste of that of of the lyric um, deciphering that is going to go on in series three, four. Five, Maybe six. not five. I don't think five as much, but no. three, four, three, we're, four, we're six. To... Absolutely in six. That's yeah. the main one. We're, but <laughs> we're, we're back to whatever people say. I'm levels for for um... and the car. I think yes. two aside, maybe. Um, but yeah, unless we unless as tight that'll be years in the part. So maybe we'll find things out like we do with the others and go. Oh right, is that what that was about? Oh, Mr. Swartz was a drug dealer. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, even if it isn't, that's the way you're going to make it. Let's be honest. <laughs> I am now. <laughs> smudging, smudging, dubbing. Well, like, dubbing could be slang for cocaine. <laughs> hanging, hanging around like film sets and stuff in the background doing odd jobs. Yeah. They're always drug dealers. Come yeah, on, yeah, wake yeah. up. Oh, God. No, I'm convinced. Swartz, Swartz, famous brand of, of, um, like seasoning and stuff of, of spices and stuff what spice and, a drug and also <laughs> schwartz mean, means black black is a term for heroin yep and with the spice reference heroin spice all things nice <laughs> you know yes you, you had uh you had gretchen and elliot schwartz in breaking bad whose old business partner turned out to be a drug dealer alex famous breaking bad fan Knows Aaron Paul. It's all linked together. I'm telling you, Mr. Swartz. There you go. Done. <laughs> we could do a. We could do a. Maybe that's what we'll a, a thing we'll do. Bonus episodes. We'll just try and make every song somehow about drugs and <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> what will yeah, be yeah. like the um you know the what um seven degrees of separation, but for Arctic Monkeys and drugs references. Like how to get that lyric <laughs> into a drug reference in seven steps, <laughs> which will be fun actually. Um. So yeah, should, should, should we do our um. Oh, our last favourite lyric of this. I oh, know, because we're going to be doing our favourite overall in the wrap-ups and stuff, so yeah. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah. indeed, yeah. Let's do a favourite first one. Too busy with the mind on clever lines. I think mine is, and with a scowl in his pocket and a smile on his face, he followed with obedience and fell in the nettles. Fell in the nettles, fell in the nettles. I like that. 
But yeah, that was that was close for me. Ended up going for didn't scramble to find a dot leaf and capture back our hope. So advice mm. his mind had closed. He lost all of his footholes. He was a toothpick. I do like that bit though. He was a toothpick. I really still like this tune. I did. I was obsessed with it when it came out, and I still. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. He was a toothpick. Not he had a toothpick. So I would say that lends itself to my idea more. He was a toothpick. Unless you're saying he was one of the things that would deter a vampire. But Yeah. Yeah. And if, and if yeah. Mm, tenuous that. I'll give you the garlic. The... But I think he well, was yeah, a toothpick. Yeah, 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 right. More... It is, it is, he, he was a toothpick. He was a toothpick, yeah. which I think implies that to them he was disposable, something you pick your teeth with and throw. Because that's the most degrading way to be regarded as, isn't it? Someone would just pick the teeth of you and bin you. Like, you know, you're just nothing. So disposable. So, so it's both we're both we're both right basically. Your your bits. We're both saying mean the same thing. Yours is just vampires, mine's not. But well, the the garlic and the cinder still still fits in. The garlic does. I don't think cinder does. I don't think you've given me an actual reason how cinder wards off vampires yet. I don't think you have in any stretch because you don't know. Don't know that. Did you not see? Did you not? Did you not see the Dracula thing on? Was it Stephen no, Moffat who did it? I'm I don't right, like it. vampire stuff. I'll be honest with you. I've got no. Interest no, I, I don't. I only, I only <laughs> did it because them two, them two dickheads who ruin every other show they do, were doing it. Um, but yeah, there was a bit in it where they had like burnt cinders around the outside, so the vampires couldn't get in. Is that true? Or are you making that up? No. Why, why would I? Why would I, <laughs> why would I make it up from some show that I watched and thought was absolutely dreadful? One of the oh, worst perhaps I've ever then. Seen. Perhaps then. But I still think the toothpick is him being a toothpick, and both can be right. The toothpick can be yeah, in yeah, no yeah. reference to the vampire. I just don't like the idea of a toothpick being referenced, regarded as a steak. I don't know. He, or you can even say he had a tooth. I don't know. I don't know. But the garlic and the cinder, yes, because there is no real reason for garlic to be there unless he's picking garlic out of his teeth. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Mush it up I, I properly. Stop... Hell, grate it if you're getting it stuck like, in your teeth. <laughs> like summer, like summer in your teeth. Let's do favorite so. musical moment. Oh, Probably the change to slower, I'd say. When it changes yes. down, when the little, again, he was a toothpick. That bit, I think, I really yep. like that. Complete with the bass for me. I, I love the tone of that bass when it comes back in. Mm, yeah, Fuzzy. that is the best bit of the song. That when it changes up. Mm. Very nice. But the guitar riff overall is really good. The opening one. Yeah. Yeah. Well well done all. Yes. Well, that just about wraps up Series 2, Episode 23, Nettles. The final song of the series. But don't worry, we'll be back starting next week with what, Dan? What we're doing next week? Well, I can't believe we're here. Feels like only yesterday we were covering Flesh and Adolescent the night before we went to see them. Oh, but alas, yeah, but alas, it's the end of series two. And even though we might be looking forward to stoner nights in the desert, we mustn't forget the ride we've just been on. Bizarre backstage blokes, fame hungry fools, darting from dalliances, dishonest darlings, middle aged nostalgia, melancholic meetings, daunted by stardom, singled out by columnists, attempts at the unfaithful, trappings of tin pot towns, and dreaming of hotel based trysts. Along with warnings about new directions, deflecting dirty desires, penetrations of paranoia, being salty about sharks, stealing the girl, searching for the one. Doubting the dossers, crumbling connections, wondering about your woman, riding the BMX and being taken in. 
So join us next week while we sum it all up. We're going to be doing a wrap-up episode, but it's not a wrap-up where we do our lists next week because we're splitting it into two. That's going to be the week after. Next week is going to be information on the album because we haven't done that as a whole, um, just, you know, in detail about the album as a whole and the production and things like that. And and also us just generally wrapping up our thoughts on this era as a whole. Um, and then the week after will be part two to that wrap-up, which is us doing our dreaded ordering of the oh, songs. The ratings. <laughs> oh, yeah. terrible. The, the ratings and the ratings. I don't think it's the ratings then. I was like, that coming into it. <laughs> Um, but my, yeah. my mate Matt, my, Matt, my mate Matt messaged me earlier on. He said, uh, "He's like, oh, have you heard of a band called the K's?" I was like, "Yeah, I've seen them like a couple of times, like supporting people. They're all right." He's like, "Yeah," I was like, "Yeah, I think I saw them a couple of times last year, but I can't remember who they supported." He's like, "Oh, they were supporting the ratings, I think." He's like, "Well, that won't be where I've seen them then, will it?" <laughs> that, that will definitely, unequivocally, not be the place where I saw the K's play. I think. It, I think it's bad. It's it bad that if if they're supporting the ratings, then I automatically think they're not very good. Like, if not even like the ratings are supporting them, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's annoying. It's annoying because they're better. They're, be, they're better than the ratings, but that's not. It's a low bar. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. yes, we'll be back. We'll be back next week with all of the above that that Dan just mentioned and much more besides. If you've liked, all yes, these there will be a lot more or... to that wrap up. I should say. I just don't want to. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Or, so, uh, reveal. Oh, yeah, and a new feature. Right, right. I'm going to bring in. A, I'm going to announce the new feature that I'll be doing for next season. But I'll be I'll be doing that by doing the last two eras within that feature. All will be right, revealed. Right. All will be revealed. All right. In. If you've liked all of the above, some of the above, none of the above, then go on our episode description, find all the links to like and subscribe, and just tell people about us. Say goodbye to the nice people, Dan. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Don't Believe the Hype is hosted and produced weekly by Nick Lee and Dan Holt. Music used in the titles is royalty-free music courtesy of Les FM. Don't forget to subscribe on your podcast player of choice to be notified every Wednesday when a new episode is released. And if you want to help us out further, be sure to like and review to help make us more visible to like-minded souls. We'll see you next week with more of the same.